get closer to your mic. You can't. No. You know how it goes. You have to. No. Yeah, man. I already have you turned up a little bit. Mm. How dare you? Are you comfortable with mic gyms? You know, um, gyms. You know how to use them. Um, no. You want it to be as close to your face as mine is right They're now. They're as close to your face as yeah, mine yeah, is right yeah. now. I did a terrible. Yeah, I have a terrible memory associated with like a headpiece mic that'll sound like I'm humble bragging, but I'm not. Gonna, but no, I want to talk about. Have you guys ever done the thing, like when you're like a young person? I'm slightly older, so I'm a remnant of a less sophisticated American food culture. And when I was, say, 17 or 18, it was possible to believe that, like, like V8 juice was healthy. Oh, I'm very much a part oh, of yeah. that culture. Yeah, you yeah. know, you guys, okay. You that, had the one that was, did you ever have the one that was orange that was the fruit V8? The V8 splash. Well, once, I mean, once it's fruit, you're probably being sold a bill of goods. That for me was maybe, well, no, the reason I stopped drinking V8 all the time is what you were talking about. I thought that I had anal cancer. Because it was dying everything. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about beats turning, turning the BMs into the RMs, <laughs> and uh, the, the, yeah, the PMs. Yeah. But I'd never heard of that happening from standard V8 before. Well, it just like because if you don't understand the concept of sodium, this is what I think. Maybe I was just eating too. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't doing any exploring or anything, so it had to be that. If you don't understand the concept of sodium and you tell yourself that a little bit of V8 juice must be good, then like drinking V8 juice all day long. No. Oh, no. No, it's absolutely. Yeah, right. You've, <laughs> uh-uh. got the, you've got the shakes. You've got like hypertension, whatever. Yeah, that's not good. But also you've got fucking bright red bowel movements. Ooh, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> how, how can you tell if something's wrong with you then? Well, you, you just, can't. You have to stop drinking V8 juice. Right. Oh, and then, well. you, you know, you run a control. <laughs> a control on your experiment there. I'm actually not. I'm actually not sure. Maybe I had. Maybe I had fissures from a bad diet or something. But yeah, you got to. So you guys don't. You're not. I don't know that beets even treat arthritis anyway. But I thought it was like shark cartilage. Like I remember in the '90s, you would go to like a GNC and get like shark cartilage or fish oil or is it fish oil? Some sort of fish. Thing. I think people yeah. evangelize fish oil, but I don't know why or what the benefit of it is. Arthritis wise. I think it like stimulates like not lipids but like the greasy parts of your bones. And no, then, it's like a like a lubricant. Yeah, for your joints, maybe. Oh, so if you have if you have less cartilage, because you can't grow back. This is what people say: is you can't once you lose cartilage, it's not coming back. Yeah, it, which is weird because bone. Does anyone know why this is? Bones grow back, but not cartilage. No, I don't know why that is, but that's why like knee replacements and hip replacements are so traumatic because you're bone is just rubbing on your bone until yeah. you get one and then it's an artificial thing rubbing on your bone which can be softer like or maybe soft... the entire joint is replaced i'm not I really can't sure put some... well okay what i heard i think i think the theme is sort of so far we have a theme shaping up that's like misremembered scientific and medical knowledge that is the, the theme, theme of, of green this and pod... lewis yeah. is misremembered yeah. everything <laughs> misremembered everything health Most things roughly... Fuck it. We don't know. Yeah, it seems like a big deal. If you're oh, yeah. here for advice, turn it off. This is yeah. not an advice yeah. podcast. Yeah, your no. Is, your ass is going to die. Yeah, um, you you might have 
you know, gonorrhea, you might have had V8. We don't know. We're not experts on that. Yeah, take no comfort in. So what I heard, one of the the last really, the last spasm maybe not the last spasm but the last spasm of like of legit one of the last spasms of legit um well there's the airbag thing how the airbag rips women's heads off because they're short excuse that's a problem (laughs) yeah like everything's there's a vox article it's damning um the last bit of authentic first world feminist outrage that i had was learning that um Though something like, let's say, at least two-thirds of all hip transplant recipients are women because, like, God cursed them with bad bone density for, like, ushering in the era of, like, history and sin and death. Um, So they get most of the artificial hips, but then, like, the fucking guys who made artificial hips until, like, shockingly recently, like 2008, 2011, something like that, just according to like standard dumbass f- fucking um patriarchal assumptions made all artificial hips just go straight and da- straight up and down what, in like accordance- man size like no yeah. hip, no curve yes yes mm. they didn't start making flared artificial hips for your like actual mima who needs them Aww. they put your grandfather they put grandpappy's artificial hips in all the mima's wow. for like 30 years and these women just spent the last like decade and a half of their lives in chronic pain and in bad they, pants yeah and in bad pants <laughs> <laughs> the more important thing is because like how does anything and, hang like all of your like suffered. fat and like muscle hang on thing that too small well yeah. it's also like just the sockets the wrong shape yeah. like it's not even just it's not even just that the stuff around them is is in the wrong sh- it's like it just they just cram the men's hips in there and we're like well you're old of course you're in pain right and it was like and it was like it was that worst kind of sexism the sexism of like pure presumptive thoughtfulness like thoughtlessness like completely ideological it wasn't like a difference of opinion about the roles of men and women or something like that it was just like it was just like there is a normal kind of hip that belongs to the half of the human race who happens to be making artificial hips right now and that one goes straight up and down and it would be extra to make one that actually is accommodated to the anatomical particularities of the consumer base. Right, right. Well, Well, I can tell you from experience that I don't have an artificial hip, but I have the artificial inside of my femur, and it does go straight up and down, and it still hurts for a man. I thought they just threw a metal plank on you. No, the inside of my... They removed all the marrow from my femur and then put in a rod, and there's a pin in my hip and a pin in my knee. So I don't have an artificial joint, but I have an artificial, semi-artificial joint at the top and bottom. But what did they do with that marrow? I don't know. Are you being cloned? Hopefully, right yeah. Now? Hopefully they gave it to somebody and cloned them. But it does cause me autoimmune problems. Interesting. Yeah. Like what yeah. autoimmune problems? Like I have a lot of skin problems. I can't completely blame that on that, but I suspect that, I mean, that's a significant quantity of your marrow, Is an it, entire femur. Oh, so the skin problems aren't even local. Right, because once you lose marrow, you're not... It's a marrowless. It's a marrow. Is it a? What's it made out of? The Steel? the thing. In, yeah, uh, it's it's a titanium rod in my hip, or a femur rather. Which one is the femur? 
for the, those at home. The, the, bone, the bone from your hip to your knee, so the largest bone in your legs. Is that from when you fell off the cliff? Or no, that's, that's my else? back. That, that's from a skateboarding accident. Um, yeah, but it does still hurt all the time, and I was told about this when it was implanted that for the rest of your life, like if you're going gonna to sit Indian style, you have no flexibility in your bone. Or if the weather changes, like barometric pressure, your bone has natural like flexibility that you don't have anymore. Right. So I can't imagine what that would be like on top of your, you know, your hip or your bone like being shaped. Ooh, you're going to be a terrible even old person. Slightly. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so you can tell, like you can tell when it's like fixing to rain and stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not a thing for movies. Oh no, no. Yes. Yes. Mean sure. Girls fully. It's raining. Wait, no one. Okay. I haven't seen Mean Wrong Girls, audience. but explain <laughs> for the for the folks listening at home because I need to find a thing to open the beer with and oh. explain what happens in Mean Girls. This this woman's breast tell the weather. Yeah, her. her she is it because she, she has implants? Well, no, I don't remember Mean Girls. <sighs> this is depressing. It's not even worth explaining. <laughs> no, is it just because her breasts? Are, whatever. I'm turned on by this. Is it just because her breasts are so awesome that they? Yeah, she's like, if I weather? feel my boobs, I can tell if it's raining. But the joke is that it's always raining already, and she's like, I think it's raining. I can feel it. <laughs> she just like, for for the famously visual medium that this is, uh, she just is clutching yeah. her chest. Yes, Will's clutching his, <laughs> his my, chest my, right now. My double A's. It's kind of a tan. <laughs> it's kind of a tan sweater. Is there such a thing as negative Stretching. cup sizes? What you might be a negative A. Don't talk about my things <laughs> like that. Don't don't. We're not body shaming. This is not a body shaming podcast. Thank you. Oh, well. I think I think we have plenty of hours of evidence if, to the contrary. Ooh, <laughs> if something can be convex. It can be concave. Yeah. But I think. But Will looks to me like he has a perfectly manly, healthy torso. Uh huh. <laughs> Will's this reaction is a, to that lie. <laughs> there are li- <laughs> this is lies and slander. <coughs> um, some of us have spare tires. And so, are we all a little fat at this point? Yeah, I'm pretty fat right now. I have to say. <clears throat> yeah, it's just hanging around. It's a, it's a product it's of weight. age, but it's also winter weight. Yeah. No, I did notice this year. I I always ride my bike to work in the summer. And I didn't lose any weight this time. Normally, riding like fifty miles a week will do it, and it didn't do anything. Were you eating, and I chalk that up shitty? to being over thirty. No, I I'm, I eat clean in the summer as well. Now I'm eating shitty, and I don't care. I mean, if I tried one year and it doesn't work, mm, whatever. Now I'm just slouching towards my schlubby future. Now you have to join a gym. Mm, Speaking so. of which, the other voice you hear is Jim. Jim Brittingham. Oh, nice segue. Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Welcome, shit. Jim. It's a different spelling. That was a Unless you've changed your name. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, but, but I do get a surge of narcissistic supply when people talk about... Get up on the mic, Jim. Oh, I do get a surge of narcissistic <laughs> supply when people talk about this that um, institution that sounds exactly like my name. It's really, it's frankly, it's disgusting. And I love, and my favorite phobia is gymnosphobia, the fear of other people's naked bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a real, hmm. Well, you know, I think yeah. I kind yeah. of had that as a kid. Sure. I would hesitate to say it was like a, you a know, fo- a full on psychological affliction, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nudity was really, really freaked me out. It's a thing. 
totally. No, yeah, you have to have pants on. I don't you, know. Yeah, yeah. Wear some fucking pants. Um, well, I'm trying to like locate wh- where that would have come from. If it was like children's toys were kind of like sexless, like if you saw a Barbie without its clothes, it was a little alarming. Yeah, all the smoothing over, but also maybe just the censorship in TV and movies. You just never see that. I so, wonder. So, and then the only time you do see it, in my memory, was like with your parents when something's or your sister, and it's like too close. You oh, know, yeah, you're how often, you don't see strangers naked, really. You're watching NYPD Blue with your parents, and you're like, "Ooh, that's Sipowicz's ass," and everyone's <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> for many reasons, because that's just not a visual I want to see. I remember. There, I remember reading this review of. I don't know why it's lodged in my lodged in my memory. It's not a great memory, but reading the like Anthony Lane review of David Cronenberg's Existence when it was playing in the theaters and the Anthony Lane complained that when Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee start to have sex so I was like 17 when this movie came out or something and Jennifer Jason Lee and Jude Law start to have sex and he said Cronenberg pans away like an embarrassed adolescent watching a movie watching the movie with his parents <laughs> and um and I was like, that's and wildly I was like, accurate as a descriptor, though. It's a fucking great line. And I was like, and I was like, holy! Fu-, I would have just if I if I'd known like the last four years, I would have just like I actually like resolved at that point because I was so embarrassed at having been like found out by a fucking New Yorker review that like i was like damn it okay not like the next time but eventually when i watch movies with my parents and like a woman takes her tits out i'm gonna like say they're nice tits (laughs) 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 yeah right like the the realization from the article that other people know what you're doing so why not just lean into it and let them know that you know that they know (laughs) and especially yeah and because all you wanted from the situation was to have it not known what you were doing right right and and that you're just and what else is yeah it was like anthony lane cook this could he cook up a listicle of like other times could anthony lane have cooked up a listicle of other times when that's popping off because it seemed really useful oh it seemed super exposed yes i I remember going to see titanic i was just gonna did you oh yeah i remember going to see fingies over eyes did that happen to you too yeah because i was like 10 well Mm. okay what happened to me was i went with my neighbor and his mom. And I was too young for Titanic. What year did that come out? Like 99? 97? Um, I'm, I'm thinking four, 94, 95. I, cu- I couldn't have been older than nine. I'm going to say, I'm going to round up and say 96, 97 era. That seems like the fashions. I know it was times. close to The Phantom Menace, which was 99. So It was a winter, it was a winter movie. Yes, which it was. Yeah, yeah. Awards, Oscar season. Let's come oh, back yeah. to that in a second. But but yes. uh, my neighbor's mom took the liberty of covering my eyes for me. Huh. I remember God. this incident because I was like kind of psyched that I was like not with my parents, so you didn't have this prohibition. So you, you know? weren't going to feel. I was going to let it fly, like, and then she enforced it on me. You were going to feel more comfortable with a stranger's parents than your own parents. A hundred percent. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, not not like interest. Yeah, I've never thought about it that 
I never thought about that. I just knew, I don't know, I guess I just intuited that she didn't have as much authority over me or I didn't care what she thought even more, you know? That's pretty Chad. But yeah, but then I, but then I, it didn't. Pretty t- what? Pretty Chad. To, I don't, I don't as know in Virgin means. versus Chad. Yeah. You know the like, meme format. I'm saying, oh. I'm saying like, I'm saying like the, the, the Virgin, the, um, what do you call it? The Virgin Child movie watcher would feign uh, not wanting to see the titties. Exactly. And would and would cover their own eyes, perhaps even. Yeah, Virgin Child movie watcher covers own eyes when the titties. The come out. the Chad Child movie watcher defies the neighbor's parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and watches wide eyed with anticipation until it's blacked out. By Mrs. Haber's fingers, but shouts like, out. The, that's not the sexiest part of that movie, though. The sexiest part of that no, movie—it's the car sex scene, man. The hand on the yeah, yeah. Oh no, no one's covering that up. They won't understand. It's like, oh, you don't know the throes of passion. How like more understand. visceral that is. Oh boy, so how you misread. Well, it's. I mean, it's really fucking dark because it's you know. I mean, like James Cameron paints with a broad brush, but he understands these mop. Yeah, big old a, mop. A big old mop, but it's the but it's the it's the biggest, whatever. It's the biggest, silkiest mop. What other? I don't know. It makes one mop better than another. But his <laughs> his mop is the best. And um, well, you guys know how James Cameron got his start, right? No. Not really. He was. There's no point. I have a hard time googling it, and there's definitely no point while we're um on the radio on the radio but um this is live james yes. Cam- james cameron came in through the um he got to la from like god knows where somewhere in the midwest and his first job in la was doing pre-production for a russ myers movie about a species of aliens who had very big breasts what? And yes, yeah, because you know Russ Myers made like fifty movies a year, and he trained all like Jonathan Demi got to start working from like like he had such high turnover, and he would he could take people with like minimal experience. Sure, and a lot of Hollywood would have ended up running through his production staff. As yes, a consequence. yeah, and and Russ Myers had, excuse me, a very good eye for talent. So James Cameron and three other pre-production draftsmen show up in the morning. And Russ says, okay, the idea of this movie is the aliens come and they have huge tits. Now design a spaceship that the aliens with huge tits are going to come in, you know, are going to arrive in. And I'll see you back in the afternoon. And um, you can see it. It's amazing. It's sort of like, it looks a little bit like a sort of betitted kind of how one imagines like the magical i'm sure that james cameron because he's into fucking like weird dan brown but interesting biblical esotericism <laughs> yeah, so yeah. kind of like the swing low sweet chariot thing from the book of ezekiel the like the spaceship this like divine machine that ezekiel sees circling in the and it's you know made up of all kinds of totems but um but definitely like more like appropriate to what space looks like. He doesn't go full hog. It doesn't look like Mardi Gras. It doesn't look like super, you know, it looks like a functional spaceship, but it also has these great 
like concentric circles rolling around each other, and it's all made out of tits. And um, and you see it, and it's just brilliant. It's way better than you think it would be. And Russ Meyer thought the same thing. So he came back in the afternoon. He saw everyone's drawings of spaceships, and um, he, he turns to Jim Cameron, and he says, you're the assistant director. Wow. That's a very quick promotion. Yeah. Very quick. But, I mean, was he, was he fucking wrong? Well, he did you know lead us down the path to avatar yeah come on man he opened the door to avatar so i don't know i mean but that is james cameron's like skill is for production design and like coordination i think and and sort of every like i hate avatar as much as anybody else but i will like stand james cameron really i think you take the Second half, you if you take the if you take the second half of Terminator One, and the first half of Terminator Two, and put them together, you have a better movie than any of the Godfathers. Oh wow! That's I well, three's it. a low bar. Well, that wasn't have, him, was it? No, he's saying he's Godfather. saying oh, Godfather Three. I'm not saying than one of the Godfathers. Lots of movies are better than one of the Godfathers. So I think Godfather Two is pretty cool. It's got that religious parade where everyone looks like they're clansmen, but they're actually you know yeah, yeah. Like cool. God, I think Godfather Three is underrated. But yeah, no, I whatever. Avatar no. sucks, but James Cameron's a genius. Yeah, there's no denying that he knows how to make a movie. No, I mean it's like uh, I'm trying to think though. He doesn't have is there an example, Jim, of a James Cameron movie that like is more elevated? I can't think of the right word for it, but like the, you know, like I, I put him in the same class as Spielberg, where like Spielberg has made a lot of crap, like non pop, but then he makes a transcendent thing every once in a while that's like actually artful, not just in a technical sense. Lincoln was a little schlocky, okay, upon but it's not just my the, viewing. But I mean, well, yeah, like I'm. I'm of the I'm of the opinion that also I'm not just over here being a contrarian. Um wait, sorry. I need to... Jim has business papers. Really yeah, Jim's got some business papers going on. That's I got okay. Some, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to give this lady the business and I got <laughs> cuz you know, I'm sorry not to like not to be like it's just a little on the it's just a little on the nose to say that like oh I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh one of the okay, I I flexed on this lady hard though. I like salvaged so much of I I felt so masculine because I said I said neoliberalism and she rolled her eyes at me and I was like no, no, wait. I know what neoliberalism actually is and that there's like a strong case for relaxing anti-monopoly laws so you can centralize means of production and corporate oversight with which to build international trade networks to check the flow of communism. I'm not just some fucking (laughs) Brooklyn asshole who's just saying neoliberalism because it's fun to say neoliberalism. Uh, Is it fun to say People fucking oh, say yeah. a lot of people are having fun saying it. Ugh. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really out of control word. I don't know. The, that was very funny. Too, but I'm, yeah, about, but... I'm about to get a little pedantic, I guess. But a lot of people get out of control with that word because it comes from the economic sense of liberalism. And I don't think people really understand that. Right. Yeah. And and, and they just say it because they hear it on Red Scare or whatever, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, hot takes. Yeah, and other people shots shots fired. We're punching. <laughs> wow, we're punching up. Okay, also, all right. 
Also, when I saw you on the L, Anna, I thought you were Dosh, and I was literally going to call you that. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was Jim's hot yeah. tip to me, and I think it's good for the listeners, too. If you ever see Anna Katchian on the train, call her Dasha on purpose. You say, what's up, Dasha? That's a good bit. Yeah, break, her, <laughs> break her brain, because she's... Yeah. What do you mean? I don't have turf bangs. <laughs> turf bangs. Sorry oh, for all our risk. turf listeners. Do we have any? I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm down with. Oh boy. Although it does seem like more li- um, women listen to this than men. I really only hear from them. I don't know about you. No one talk. No, no. They they don't come to me for this. Oh, okay. We know you're well, the mastermind. Yeah. I'm not. Women just love listening to each other pretend to talk about politics without men coming in and correcting them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, this has right. been here. Anyway, can, where, where you can where edit we? that out. James oh, I don't. I'm, not, I'm done I'm editing just, the podcast. We don't edit it anymore. All right. This well, just is what it is. Well, you were we. you were asking you were asking if James Cameron has ever made a movie with like as much heart as Empire of the Sun or E.T. Yes, that's or, what I'm getting at exactly. Or I would say AI. I'm with. I'm with Armin White that AI is a mad underrated movie and is Oh, interesting. I have to admit I've never seen it. Wait, is that sexy Jude Law robot? Yeah. Ooh. You like you're into the Jude Law robot? Yeah. I'm not trying to implicate. What's okay, so what's this is this is what about the Jude Law robot in particular? He's coming up a lot today. It's a wild it's wildly plastic in very strange way and it's just like a little too intense and you're like, Ooh, you're a little crazy little crazy robot but you look like a human with good cheekbones so i don't know what to do well i remember there's a thing where he kind of has to because he's a whatever because he's like a sex robot he has to like kind of try too hard but you feel like maybe he doesn't also a bonus exactly want to yeah but he has to do he has to do like a little he has to do like a little bit he has to do this kind of like gigolo minstrelsy thing where it's not exactly like he speaks in rhyme, but he like spins around and stuff like that. You got to put on a show if you're going to put on a show, right? I mean, it so just, it says a lot. It says a lot about our society. I guess I'm wondering. Let's talk about. Okay, let's put our heads together. We're we're th- you know we're three like formerly virile young men with um formerly all right. We're at least <laughs> easy text. <laughs> <Rude. laughs> we're, we've, yeah, at least any, all of us know what it was like. Some of us are still virile and all of us remember it. Let's think about it for the, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound, I don't want to say for the ladies, but, um, <laughs> like Sorry, what no. kind of, like what features should a sex robot I don't remember the Jude Law sex robot all that well. I think AI kind of I I will um I will agree I'll submit to the critical consensus that AI um lags in the second act. The third act is the third act is secretly brilliant and people pretend it's not cuz it's just too nihilistic. But um but I'll see that the AI lags in the second act where Jude Law appears a lot, and I didn't really, like, get what he was doing. But he obviously implies, like, an audience and some kind of, some sort of commercial sexual ecology where the women who live in the AI world 
like not necessarily Haley Joel Osment's human mom, but there are other women around who would want to have sex with this weird robot. And I think we should try and figure out, like everyone talks about, oh, they're going to make sex robots. Men are going to like the sex robots more than they like women because the sex robots are going to degrade themselves more eagerly. And that's the scope of male sexuality. Right. And then, like, of course, the only, like, men who comment on it is, like, you're damn right, sluts. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so it's a self-fulfilling, it's like a reflexive loop because no one else is like, no, I want, I would, like, what are you going to, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to say? Like, no, I'd want to, Who's like, going to spoon with the sex robot? Right. You're like, I want. Well, I think a lot of people do that with real dolls already. Like, did you guys ever see the documentary about real doll owners? I know that they no. buy them, like, a shit ton of clothes and stuff, and they're, like, really... That's the point. They're really fucking nice to them, and the, that's what uh, makes uh, it sometimes, so... But sometimes, but yeah. What? Yeah, they're yeah. Nice to but the, the, okay. there's a lot more... There's a lot it. more of a spectrum to, like... I don't know. There's right. a lot more to it than, like, AI sex robots are going to replace women because men are that shallow. Isn't this what Westworld is about? Uh, so, I don't know. Sort of. I only saw the last episode of Westworld. But but anyway, um, like, yeah, the point is, is that like men are nice to their real dolls, perhaps even nicer than they would be if the person could talk to them. Right. Because well, um, it's all in the realm of imagination, because you're imagining that you would be nicer to a real person. Yeah. Who could yeah. Respond to you. But you have control over the response because it's all in your head. The narrative I, is all spun in your brain space. Sure, like all, no, ultimately, it, point. Ultimately, it's more about loneliness. Like, I don't think that like hum, human sexual desire is ever going to be equivalent with any type of robot, unless the simulation was like, I don't know, uh, included a relationship with it. Like, there's been movies about this lately, like well, X, X Machina and like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was gonna say, Blade kind Blade, of yeah. deal with this. It was funny because yeah, I felt like it was her. Mm-hmm. Oh, her! Yeah, her was probably the better one. Her was all about see. the emotional connects, right? Well, that's how they came up with it, right? Because she doesn't have a body, so it's... unbodied body. But she does. Does her always like? Does her ever like pick a weird fight to make it interesting or whatever? Um, the AI doesn't really pick a fight, but fights arise because like there's a scene in the movie where she tries to get a surrogate body that you might remember so there's like a fully that does not go well there's a fully human woman that's introduced as a sort of sex worker i guess that is willing to be the body for the bodiless ai the bodiless scarlett johansson and it creates an argument because the man doesn't want that uh joaquin phoenix's character is weirded out by the whole situation well because he's been picturing the body in his head you Mm -hmm. know what it's not even really presented that way it's more that there that you can't bridge that uncanny valley exactly. It might be a matter of of having pictured it, but really it's just that it is something else. Right. Like like ontologically. Cool. <laughs> I think Please don't use No, come on, that's what on, words. That's what ontology means. It like helps if you can actually if you can actually use it properly in a yeah. sentence that's that is you know, which I can't, 
I can't a hundred percent warranty when ontology's actually been used properly, but I'm to the best to the best of my ability. That sounds that sounds uh, right. Yeah, I will say I'm eighty five percent sure that I used it. Correctly. I was going to say that's and like I think a seventy three percent. You know what? Yeah. You know what? That's one of those words that if you eighty five percent know what it means, oh, yeah. you get a pass on it. Oh, absolutely. And eighty five percent use it right. Yeah. If you eighty five percent know what it means and then try to speak, if you're, you eighty five percent know drop. what it means, you're Heidegger philosophy jokes are never funny no that yeah. was a really good one I but promise. but i'm thinking about i'm like <laughs> yeah. you know How come? you're not wrong dude i totally i didn't want to i didn't want to say this but i was i've totally been trying to because have you guys ever been on google there are literally <laughs> that was wrong title but, of no. remember that please <laughs> yeah, 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 there are literally no paintings or photoshop documents of heidegger and hannah rent having sex that's a niche market right until, there that might just be you. Until next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, Watch out, fam. Oh, da- I'm really surprised at that, honestly. Yeah, no one's just everyone. Everyone's like too fucking tasteful or intimidated or something. I don't know. Maybe it's too hard to. Uh, I guess I don't know. You, you could. You That's could. A lot of stern faces. Well, we'll leave it to you, Jim. But I mean, I feel like it might be hard to make it funny. But I am surprised that nobody tried. I mean, it's not. It doesn't need to. Doesn't need it's to, to be, be funny. funny. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's not funny. It's but just something. Who knows that, what an archival strap on looks like it's for her? Just to something that we hide <laughs> him. <laughs> Sorry, is that it's too nice. much? No, nobody. I love. I love that she's trouncing down to the Magnus Hirschfeld Institute, <laughs> and, and he's like, maybe I, maybe I will join the NSDP. <laughs> That's the real hang-up, is there is somebody out there working on it, but they got caught up in researching 1935 stra- strap-ons. Steampunk strap-ons, <laughs> yeah. Mm. The brass isn't quite period-appropriate. But whatever, Hannah Rent was not Hannah Rent was not a stern lady. She was very. Oh yeah, yeah. She was. You might be thinking of like Ayn Rand. No. Okay. Right. But I don't know. She's a more classic version of like a very sexual philosophy lady that is busted and also like, you know, known for topping. Yeah. Maybe. No, like look at the look at the warmth in her eyes. You can. There's totally- no. <laughs> There's no warmth in it. Those are some fucking warm-ass eyes. Oh, yeah. Like, you could totally imagine her, like... I mean, not in exactly this mood, but, like, under... In a state of greater enthusiasm, you could totally imagine her... She uh, has no upper lip like I do, so it's a little... It's a little much to what? try to imagine how to... <laughs> what, know. like, because God doesn't give you a big enough upper lip, you can't bust out a really, like, sensitive HJ? I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> So oh man! Fair, yeah, fair. Yeah. Read me, read me <laughs> filth right now. Okay, wow. Okay. Mm. Oh man. <sighs> you know, Jim, I read Hannah Arendt because of you. Oh, that's. Do you remember one time I was asking you who, um, like, was really influential for you? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then I have a couple of books over there. I'd never finished the second one, but I ended up reading, but uh, between past and future. Which is, did you ever read that? Yeah, that yeah. was. I I think that's a great. I think that's a. I think that's a great starting point. It's a way better starting point than Ankman in Jerusalem because you just sort of like you moralize like you just kind of moralize the whole thing. And sure, like, sure. And you're like, oh yeah, you know, it is whatever it is. And it seemed like uh, because it's like a series of eight re- essays, basically mm-hmm. le- more than it is a book. 
um, it's a it is a nice primer for like understanding her philosophy independent of that yeah of that moralizing or like of the Holocaust. Right. Yeah. It's a little as iconoclastic as she was about that. It just is kind of I don't know. Yeah, you can't get it. I don't even I don't even know what I I don't even know what I think about that whole scene. Yeah. Um I don't have any I don't have any hot takes on that. Yeah, no, that's trial. okay. I don't know enough about it to say. I anyway. don't think you should have a hot take on that. That might be bad. I would love to one day have a hot take on the Ankman trial, but I, uh, <laughs> I don't think Someone. you should have like just a bow, 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 hot takes. Ankman <laughs> yeah. trial. Yeah. Well, that's. I I think he refused to sh- share the world with Jews, so Jews had no obligation to share the world with him. Is a pretty hot take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, it, it, did you watch the Dom Yanyuk documentary? Have you heard about it at all? Oh, you were tell we were talking we were talking about that at our at, at your oh we were talking about the Dmyanyuk Dmyanyuk we were talking about the Dmyanyuk draw um, documentary at your job that I sometimes am yeah, invited yeah. to attend. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and, wow. um, no, I haven't. I don't have a. I don't have a Netflix. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's not great. It's not such a good documentary, I guess, but it is interesting to see. Um, really, it's the first trial after Eichmann it's in Israel. One. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's a hot mess, and you know, the, of a trial. It is. But the the most interesting thing about it being was it was like really the first time. You may already know this, Jim, but it it, it was the first really time that um, Excuse me. the Israeli courts like came down on on the side of the defense in the sense that uh, Holocaust survivors were too old to be believed reliably. Ooh. Well, the guy said he took a fucking train from Poland to America to Florida. Right. Yeah. 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 There's. To be clear, there's like a really um, intense scene where a Holocaust survivor is like in court testifying against this guy. And they ask him, how did he get from Poland to the United States where he lives? And he says, oh, I took a train. Mm. Yeah. And that was oh, like just a breaking point in the trial. Everyone's where like, oh, grandpa's old. The you testimony the of things. survivors was like no longer useful because of dementia or just you know, misremembering. It doesn't have to be pathological. Yeah. I always wonder about, oh, you know, we planes are the trains of the air. Right. Right. Well, I mean, we know... I don't know. Um, Maybe he just was like, that's like the language barrier thing. He's like, I don't know. Well, the question... Yeah, I mean, the question about... Because there's a ton of, like, really, really cruel shit on the, like, on the gross internet where they, like, really make sport of a lot of these misremembered things. But, um, oh, I don't know. I don't really... I don't really want to talk about this because there are memes. <laughs> say <laughs> you what know. you want to say. It's okay. Well, no, I mean, Nobody listens to this. If you're fair, afraid for yourself, don't worry about fair it. Fair enough. I mean, our friends listen to it, and they've probably heard me say things like this after having an extra couple of beers anyway. Um, there's like... I don't know how to say it. Um, there's, a, there's a kind of... What I really want someone to invest in and it would be too tasteless but i think that oh i don't know um well like there's a there's a convergence between uh, like very very after the fact personal narratives about the holocaust 
there's a amount of overlap between very, very after-the-fact personal narratives about the Holocaust and satanic ritual abuse accounts from the 1980s, where people just, in a sort of helpless, I think largely essentially innocent way, like recount things that are literally, that literally couldn't have happened right. as sort of metaphors for a psychological condition. Yes. And... um and it's kind of metaphors for what? Like I went to I went to school with two people who were on opposite sides of the the have you guys ever seen this documentary capturing the Freedmans? No. What's it about even? Oh, it's sort of too well, okay, so there uh, there's a family there's a nuclear family in Long Island who are teaching a um they're offering like a private after school computer literacy class to the local kids in their basement and this sounds bad already well once you know it's a if you know it's a document what you can't teach kids about i mean this is the problem okay can't this teach is kids the in a basement it's fucking long island how many rooms are you supposed to have in your house in long island you probably have 10 I think they're ten. Oh, jeez! I think if you want a big room with an open floor, I don't know. Like houses in Long Island are expensive. They're yeah. smaller than they're what? I'm from the West Coast. I'm from the shittiest part of the West Coast, the furthest part of the West Coast, where we like our we like our houses just big as just big as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, there there are three people in your family. Well, you're all gonna need your own bathroom because this is. Just sea level desert. There's yeah, right. Twenty out. The only thing we can offer you is square footage. Um, but I don't know. You have one big room. Like they're all there in the basement. Obviously, okay. So like the the general common sense takeaway from capturing the Freedmans is that somebody got molested taking computer classes in the basement. And I'm not. I'm not at all saying like, oh, because Holocaust deniers say like, oh, like something happened and then everyone just started telling tales yeah. out of school and s said there was a whole Holocaust. Like that's even even the like actual people who have staked their entire – who at one time staked their entire reputation on denying the Holocaust have like admitted that it happened sure. and they got it wrong. Like so – that isn't a that isn't a thing, and um. But like, oh, I don't I, want to talk. I, about this. Well, no, I mean, it's useful to distinguish between like a historical event where there's so much material evidence that you cannot possibly like chalk it up to personal psychological trauma, even if some of that is misremembered or right. inflated or whatever, and a personal trauma like a molestation in a basement. Right. Where there is no there is no material evidence to corroborate that probably right yeah and that was the and that was the thing it came out the capturing the Friedman story spiraled out to where everyone who'd ever taken a class started saying yes. they were like abused horribly in a way that like would have produced forensic evidence if it was at that scale yeah, yeah. like someone would have someone would have noticed. And then, but I knew two people whose moms were actually like on opposite sides of this debate. And one of them, one of their moms appeared in the movie, like breaking it down and being like, oh, like actually, like you can't spend an hour and a half 
like sodomizing 20 pre-adolescent boys and once the hour and a half is over send them all home to their parents and none of their parents notice like that is impossible yeah yeah like it doesn't you know it doesn't work that way right right like people act a certain way when they've <laughs> been sodomized well like and, uh, i don't want to take you off this too much but i i recently saw the todd salon's movie happiness oh, have you guys ever a, seen that what um it's a movie from like 1998 but it it has multiple storylines, but one of the primary storylines is that there's a suburban dad who's a pedophile um, and he gets caught after one. Like he's been harboring these feelings for years, like even towards his own son. Um, It's a, it's kind of a beautiful movie because he's painted in a really sympathetic light as impossible as that sounds to pull off. It, it is, but, um, but yeah, he gets caught after one or two. So the idea that there would be like some, incident involving 20 or so people that would go unreported until one person decide you know yeah it doesn't work like that yeah i mean there's yeah. a nicole Byer joke that doesn't do well that's like i don't understand why people are pedophiles like especially like women like kids can't make you calm <laughs> like so i don't get why like people like how do you even have these people because like that's not gonna work well yeah so, i don't i don't think that for well anyway <laughs> but it's a terrible joke but it's one of those things where you go that's a pretty good you sound right that sounds that sounds right the idea of a woman telling that joke is kind of hot yeah. <laughs> um, um, it gets booed every time really i, I find it delightful i'm i'm gonna yeah i'm i'm on team i'm on team will with this i haven't heard it before but it's a well i think people just balk whenever pedophilia comes up you don't well, want to be yeah. affiliated with laughing at it, even by association. Just like, oh, why yeah. did I find... But, like, what was, what was her name? The uh, teenage Mary Kay Letourneau? Right. Like, that's weird, but oh, that was also a teenager, but then they got married. Like, I don't understand that. That kind of thing happens a lot with, like, a febophilia, meaning teenagers are, like, yeah. uh, on the verge between right. between young women and and perilously young men. That's a not uncommon at least in the media, there's stories uh, yeah. about that like every year. Oh, there was one like last week where yeah, like yeah, this see. teacher was like arrested, and I was like, "You're 23, and you're why are you why are you doing this? I don't. That's the part I don't understand. It's like you want well, not I never really understood that until getting beyond 30 made me realize that 23 year olds are also children. Yeah, so like it doesn't oh, yeah, seem are. that crazy to me. That, that, like, psychologically, a 23-year-old and a 14-year-old would be that far apart. Really, they're not in a lot of cases. That was my big... Ex- At Rutgers, I had this... Before we all came to Rutgers, I'd been teaching middle school students, like, down the street from here. And I'd felt, like, so... Whatever. I, don't, I mean, it was... Because I grew up in a community without a lot of kids, and I was, I was like, oh, this is so edifying. Like, I'm watching them become who they are, and I'm really protective of them and i want them to know things and stuff like that and then i was like and then i was like oh this will be this will be it'll be scary to teach college students because they'll be they'll be sexually mature like some of them will be some of them will be 20 and i haven't fucking met a 20 year old since i was also 20 right right and maybe Maybe it'll be whatever, like hard to be around her because I want to have sex with her. Just, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah, you don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. And then I remember coming into whatever fucking like foundations drawing class on the first day and being like, oh, thank God. You're this all cl- dumb. Oh, this yeah. is lovely. It's a class full of children. Yeah, yeah. it is. I don't yes. want to have sex with any of you. That's <laughs> I'm a Am I a better am I a better person than I thought or or just 20 year olds way stupider than I was giving them credit for? <laughs> Possibly well, both. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, I, I wonder yeah, if this good. is a recent development. I really do. Because, like, we've we've had former professors and stuff tell us, meaning Will and I. Yeah. I'm sure you too, Jim, that, that like, student relationships were not that big of a deal no. in college back, back when. Huh? Yeah. No, hmm. it really wasn't. What? Like, oh. e- even in undergrad with professors, especially if you were even similar in age, meaning, like, 10 or 15 years. Like, that was not considered unusual. Well, right. a, certain, a certain person that... Yeah, yeah, from... we don't have to get into it Sorry. too far. Uh, I was well... trying to mask it, but uh, anyway, uh, the the point being that, like, I I think that like the perpetual adolescence that millennials kind of started with millennials and has right. trickled down to everybody, every subsequent generation, right. really makes this distinction like more clear. I don't, I really don't think adulthood hits you for a much longer time. Yeah, and then yeah. E- even even when it does come along, it's like, well, what am I? I mean, I'm still into like all the things I liked as a kid. You know, I think everybody's in this like delayed adolescence, generation generationally now that right. Um, truly, like a 20 year old is a child in a way that's distinct from a 20 year old in 1970. Oh yeah, you, you haven't know? done yeah no no yeah I think that's a good point. An 18-year-old in 2010, you just look at it and you're like, oh, you know nothing. Oh, no. Well, I'm I'll so never sorry. forget on my first day of teaching in grad school, one of my children raised their hand to go to the bathroom. And I'm, I was like, yeah, we don't. We're we not don't do doing that. that anymore. Gotta pee. Go. Yeah. Right. I just, I remember fighting with a child on my first day of teaching. What did you fight with them about? How do you know that that's what that line looks like? Did you see how fast it was for me to like put a line that was real fast in in a short arc? That's running. Look at it. It didn't take it's effort. Yeah, I had I had like, a very similar run into that where like think you're, about you're it. trying to you're trying to explain or you're trying to teach people concepts that are a little ineffable. Like you kind of have to see it and believe it, but the and believing it part was a, was troubling. She was also a huge bitch and made terrible things later. She did some drawings with sticks and it was bad. The drawers with sticks are always, like, the worst. I use nature, and you're like, oh, you need to stop. Right. Well, they always... I mean, they those kids always, like, drop out of school to farm, and it's or to pretend to farm, at least. I don't know how long they keep farming, but... They gotta go into the family business. Right. Or they get into some kind of, like, kombucha factory upstate or something right, like right. that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, you were talking about... Yeah, I mean, do you feel that at all? Because you are a little older than us. I really wonder what that's like. Like, I don't even know how you would classify yourself generationally. I, I'm technically a millennial. Student. Yeah. Um, but what's the... Wait, well, the thing about... So, yeah, I don't know about kids. I mean, that was the last observation I had about young people. Right. Um, but the thing, the thing that I keep thinking... Okay, like my high school was my high school was basically founded because Arizona had early Arizona was an early adapter to the charter school system. Mm. 
and it was before there was the kind of suspicion, and uh, there was always hostility to it because it competes directly with the teachers' unions, which almost sounds like a like a right wing meme, but there actually are teachers' unions. Right. So, like, I feel like I'm talking about Obama's birth certificate, <laughs> but like, no, I have to like remember, like, no, like public school teachers are in like, is it one big union? They're uh, in one no. big union in every state. Every municipality has a teacher every municipality yeah 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 so there are a whole lot of teachers who are all in a union together so there's hostility from them but the like critique of charter schools hadn't really been formulated as well as it could have been and in arizona in the mid-90s it was discovered by a couple people that um the way you could have a creative class job was to found an arts high school and then put yourself, get paid for whatever, you know, each kid would bring in $4,000 a semester. It was really paltry or whatever right, right. because it's not a very well-funded school system. And then you could put yourself on salary. And that's how you could get, like, that was like the only cool job in Arizona. If you didn't work, if you didn't actually get a, a position at the university. That's right. what you could do. So those people and a woman who actually um, fucking she had her MFA from Rutgers and um, oh man, this is worse. This Say is her. No, I'm just kidding. no. This is worse than accidentally sounding like I thought maybe the Holocaust didn't happen because I don't remember the name. of... <laughs> you didn't sound like that. I didn't. <laughs> sound, okay. Well, I was thinking it. Oh, <laughs> The whole point is that you don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. But it's no, not going to edit anything. This is mean. even this is even worse than that. It happened and Oh god. It, I actually have like a really good kind of personal story about Ivan Ankman that proves that I believe it really happened. But um <laughs> Wait, what? Well, save it. You were dig- ta- you were talking I about the charter school. Deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah. But um the woman who founded my school actually I didn't I didn't go to Rutgers because of her but um what's the this is worse than what I almost said before the lady who worked at the office that everybody loved Oh yeah what was her name god damn it I can't remember Aline Aline Eileen Eileen yeah No 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 Eileen was Eileen Aline 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 Wagenhofer Oh good nice job Will amazing how you it was it was beautiful the way you whittled that <laughs> yeah you, that i could see all the i had to do, down I had to the, do the sounds of, and that was, was like, dr manhattan on mars like making a clock yes. <laughs> no it was, i was i was figuring out the 14 million three hundred thousand two options of the way out right um i taught i gave her daughter the best chocolate chip cookie recipe so i have a special bond oh nice everyone she's I, retired and probably is dead Lie. Well, but Jim, I don't want to sidetrack sure you too far because I am curious. Yeah. I'm just it. saying this woman knew the woman who uh, Eileen knew the woman who ended up founding my high school. Sure, Aneen. Aneen knew that. Eileen works at One Kings Lane Prop Styling. That's a totally different lady. That's a very different. Lady. I don't even know. You her. also shouldn't name specific addresses of people that are really findable. That's a. I comp- mean, that's you, a company. I know. Well, bleep it out, bitch. I was t- I was threatening mass shootings on one of our last episodes. So who are you going to mass shoot? I was thinking it would be a shame if somebody decided to shoot up an art fair. That it would be really bad. I really do wonder if that, that happened. Is. That's fucking. I gotta get back on. 
I got to reopen my Gab account or whatever. Because, yeah, this shit where you kill people in their places of worship is absolutely disgusting. Yes. And if you... Well, I don't oh, understand. I don't understand why right wing rea- reactionaries have the monopoly on violence. I want to see the left get in there and start like kidnapping businessmen and shit. Yeah, well, you know, there was a really, there was a hilarious thing on the um, the fucking terrorist adjacent like right wing internet where people were saying, um, people were saying after you make it, they were making terrorist threats and then they were saying in Minecraft <laughs> as a way of like disavowing it. And it was, I exactly. mean, it was very silly. But Is yeah. this how we all get on the NSA watch list? Because I do like getting through security very quickly. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, what kind of listenership do you have to have for that to happen? But, yes, I, I love those loopholes. Right. But it actually isn't a loop. It was it's like, not it a, was the fantasy of a cop. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, that's what the triple parentheses is or was. That's or that's sort of like gone doing... through the whole loop now. Yeah, you can't put three print. Yeah, after it's. I mean, it's an well, interesting. Well, people have self-applied it. Yeah, now. people do that automatically. Yeah. Right. It's an interesting question about what um, what fucking what language means or whatever. Or there's a there's a bunch of guys at West Point were making the OK sign at the army. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's nobody been a recent. Yeah, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows how it all works. But um, those well, but, dudes are. Why do you want to go to military school, or do you get conscripted to military school? You don't really get. It's. Fu- I talked to. I met two guys who were army rangers, like my own age, about a decade ago when I was waiting in line for Shakespeare in the Park tickets, which I was doing. Wait, what? Because like, they were waiting. Because like I was a loser, so I had a boss who was like, um. How about, I feel bad for you, do you want to wait, I could pay you your hourly rate to wait in line to get me Shakespeare in the Park tickets, and I was I was like, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means a lot, that's you four whole hours. You were a line hours. holder? Yeah, I was like a lot, I was like a personal assistant who like, the person I was assisting asked me to hold her line at Shakespeare in the Park. Um, so not even like actual line holders probably made more money, but um, but whatever. I had more, I had more security. Yeah, and you um, had an easy gig for the day. And I had an easy gig for the day. And these two guys who were, it was they were really cool. They were a black guy and a white guy, and they were day drunk. And they came up and got in line right behalf, right behind me. And they were a, uh, they were both army rangers. And um, the white guy had been an army medic in Afghanistan, and the black guy had been a sniper in Iraq in the first move in Iraq, and they were both at Columbia on the GI Bill. And um, I kind of... Wow, your tax dollars at work. That's an expensive-ass GI Bill. (laughs) Well, it's like you get your GI Bill check, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one guy guy did like four tours. He killed hundreds of people, probably. Um, Wow. And he also stayed, well, he also stayed behind for a year and worked private security. Um, he said he sent Columbia a picture of him standing with his M16 in front of the ziggurat of Ur as part of his oh, wow. application. <laughs> <laughs> oh! But, um, but that guy, 
Like, that guy was like, you didn't input into him. He, like, outputted, like, he really held frame. Sure. And you didn't want to ask him questions. And I remember, like, because I hung out with these guys for a while. And um, and then I've met people in the city since then who were like, oh, yeah, those guys, those guys are fucking awesome. We knew them. They were everywhere. Oh, wow. They were first-class guys. But the... Um, the white guy who was the who was the medic was a little more retiring, and you could ask him questions. And so I asked, and so I was like, "All right, well, like we're in line together. Um, what what did make you join the army?" And his answer was so beautiful to me. It was like such a such a rich answer when he was about. 17 when he was near the end of his high school career his father had bought him a car under the assumption his father was a career army guy that yeah. makes it yeah and his father bought him a car under the assumption that he would also get a job that he would just like get an after school job to you know grow up a little bit sure, and get sure. some experience <clears throat> But his father got him the car first, and this guy just didn't bother to get a job. And his father got more and more disappointed in him to the point where by the time he graduated from high school, the only way he could, like, redeem himself to his father was to enroll in the Army right before 9-11. Oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> and then, like, no, no, sorry, sorry. It was after, after, after. Right after. It was after That's a bigger cash grab of attention. Yeah. It was a bigger cash grab. But, he, you know, he said it in this matter-of-fact way, and he's like a, he's a very smart and successful person. I think he lives in Germany with his wife now. I don't know. It's um, um, He's the kind of he's the kind of guy who, when he shows up on, when he shows up on my social media feed, he's like, He's like, you guys really need to pay more attention to Jim Webb. I'm supporting Jim <laughs> yeah, Webb yeah, all yeah, the yes, way. Yeah, 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 yes, Like, yeah. Who is Jim Webb? You don't remember from 2016, Jim Webb was like the conservative Democrat on the debate stage. That was like, um, do you know what state he's from, Jim? I think he's from Utah. I don't okay. know. I really don't know. My point, yeah, he's like. He, you know appealed, you... he appealed to like pro 2A. Um, using so many words, I don't understand. Pro, uh, pro Second Amendment people, like he he oh. had he had a lot of conservative edge with like a, I guess like a liberal economic. Yeah, he's like, policy. I'll let you get abortions, but I do want my guns. Yes. Well, you know, it's just like yeah, the kind yeah. of person like when you hear about uh, they talk about the primaries and there's a candidate who has like one percent approval rating, and you're like, oh, who actually like cares enough that they like a guy who has one percent approval rating? It's actually like. It's actually like guys who join the Army Rangers because they feel bad that they procrastinated getting a job yes. that they agreed to get when yes. their dad bought them a car. I'm glad you said that because you know what I can analogize it to? It's Tulsi. Who? The 2016 version of Tulsi Gabbard. Not that they're aligned on policy, no, no. but exactly along those same lines where there's like a certain set of people. That no, I... this is totally different. No, I, th I feel like what you're talking about is that guy who doesn't blink. Yeah, like Steve Forbes or whoever. There's other guys who don't blink. No, that, Tulsi what? Gabbard has Tulsi Gabbard has like a whole Tulsi Tulsi Gabbard has a motley crew of weird 
misfits and like hippies and echo fascists. And well, yeah, but I yeah. want to st- I want to stand up for this for a second because yeah. I I don't think. I, Wait, you want to stand up the for inter- Tulsi Gabbard? I want to stand up for this analogy between Jim Webb and Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard and what they represent in, in political conversation. Like, Tulsi is more of a meme, but that's because, like, culture has moved on in right. a different way. Right. We don't have... But as but as far as, like, a certain a certain set of people... Not to analogize it to your story exactly with this particular guy, but there's a certain sure. type of person with a certain type of vibe that likes Tulsi Gabbard. Right, but this guy, what I'm trying to say is this guy's verb was so fundamentally, like, small-c conservative. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, he was really trying to be, like, a normal person and a pro-social person as opposed to being, like, a gabardine, like, iconoclast. Sorry, I got Gotcha. That's okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, you can do both. Yeah, you don't know who Tulsi Gabbard is? Yes, I know who... The best representation of her was on SNL when Cecily. Oh was right! Like, you fear me? I'm here. Hi. I no. do. Ha- I do have to give it up for SNL in that moment. That was really funny and actually really accurate. Wearing yeah. the wearing the Hillary Clinton white the pants white power suit, suit as like a troll gesture. Very oh, true. God. But you don't remember Jim Webb? No. I'm really surprised. Do you remember any of the Democratic candidates other than Bernie and Hillary? Do you remember Lincoln Chaffee? No. There were some real wackos in 2016 that were very funny. I don't remember. I remember Lincoln Chaffee being asked. Uh, I, I think it was like in a, one of those post-debate interviews or something. It was like the fourth or fifth debate when like everyone was polling at 1%. Martin O'Malley had like five. Oh, and Marty O'Malley. And Bernie and uh, Hillary. And they asked Lincoln Chaffee, they were like, why are you running? And he was like, um, I'm not really sure. He was like a really diminutive small man from Rhode Island. Oh. Well, small estate. Yeah, small he was from the small, small estate, and he was a yeah. small, little, skinny old man. And he was like, "I'm just not really sure, but I think we have ideas, and uh, I want to try keep this going." <laughs> yeah, it was really endearing. Oh actually. boy, I mm, no, I actually don't. I've, maybe that's like some PTSD. I just blocked out 2016. I'm like, I don't know, that was bad. It was well, all bad. Yeah, I don't know. Well, people weren't paying attention as much as we were. Now. All just like. Hillary will save us. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I was very much on that train, too. That was the weirdest night of my life, I think, for a while. The the night of Trump's election? Yeah. Yeah. I, where were you that night? Because I remember being here, here alone. For, like, a little bit. I must and have... then I came home. Well, because I worked, and then I got home, and... At that you point, already, it was already decided. You were already, like... Yeah. It's, I, like, I was walking down the street, and you're like, it's bad. I'm like, what do you mean it's bad? Like, there's no way it's bad. What are you talking about? There's no fucking way. And one of my friends was at the Javits Center. Oh, no way. You know, Oh, you were too... Yeah, you were too drunk. Yeah. One of my friends came like came over later and was like, I need somewhere to stay because I need to be like safe and... Wow, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I like, remember... I'm very sad. And I was like, okay, come over. And you fell into... Well, I started getting d- drunk as hell because... You were hammy. The first... I, uh, in my memory, it was like the first five, six, seven states to come in. It like looked okay, and then the next five, turning, six, seven, yeah. it was all Trump, Trump, Trump. And I think one of them was like Michigan or Pennsylvania. And it I was, was a like, big mama. "Oh shit, it's over." And and I still uh, remember this happening. But I was drunk as hell, and I remember looking out the window because the ambulance had pulled up outside of our house. Ot had a heart attack. And our, our neighbor, neighbor had, yeah. T, who's a very, very friendly woman, like literally had a heart attack and was being carted off. And yeah. I was outside smoking a cigarette. 
Same. No, no, no. We were watching. We, it going, we must like, have been Whoa. together. Yeah. And, and I still have these pictures on my phone that are these like amazing, like blurry pictures of all like the ambulance trail and like being too drunk to be able to focus. Oh. But like. You were that drunk at that point? Yo, dude. Yeah, yeah you yeah, fell yeah. down. I remember when it went sideways, too. I was on a group text with a bunch of our friends and I sent the. Um, scene from the end of toy story 3 where all the toys hold hands and fall into the pit of fire together <laughs> wait i don't remember what yeah yeah they fall into the pit of fire yeah well they don't they get rescued ultimately mm-hmm. but there's a really like heart-wrenching scene in that movie where they're all about to be burned in an incinerator yeah, and, it's a, and they it's just Holocaust. decide yeah. to give in and hold hands and i sent the holding hands part to this group text and everyone was like no and i was like oh yeah it's i remember asking you i was like what's your netflix password i need to watch parks and rec yeah right now well yeah i don't know it's so funny to describe that election i haven't talked about it in a long time but it, it was reminiscent of 9 11 because i remember going into work the next day and things being like oddly quiet and everyone's crying and it was just like horrible. all of downtown manhattan was fucked yeah 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 like i walked in one of my colleagues was like still crying and then another one of my colleagues who was my boss who i, I had known for years was like how you doing i'm like i'm hungover i'm not happy he's like Neither am I. I'm here. I'm doing this uh, with you all because I feel happy here. Yeah, yeah. We're going to hang out. I'm like, okay, bud. Let's make commercial moves for no reason. Right, right. Like, let's just do things. And then it was like commerce was dead. Oh, yeah. No, everyone was just going through the motions that day. Like like I had customers who were like, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm buying the shit because I just have to do it. And I I don't even care. Like, I'm so pissed. Well, the gallery I worked at at the time, I don't think anybody came in the entire day. I'm pretty sure just nobody was was out. over and and still drinking. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's so funny, too, because I feel like that just went away so quickly. No, it took, on my end, it took, like, fully until the weekend. Well, you know what? No, I take that back. It, it took till the end of the year because yeah, do, do you remember? Bad, I think yeah. you met up with us. We went to like the big march in January. Yeah, no, I with can, a, yeah. yeah, with a couple of friends of ours, and I remember that being like very awkward for a lot of reasons because it, you know, because a liberal coalition is so like mixed up in its messaging all the time, but then especially in the wake of something like but that, also like the the coloring of. The coloring of Rockefeller Center looked like Batman 1. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in the city right now? Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. I, I, you know, I remember it being a kind of cathartic moment, though, just because there were so many people oh, there. Oh, you, 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 uh, joined in in the chants and i was like i don't even know why we're chanting yeah really hesitant why are we chanting in new york this is not a thing we do we are not loud people imagine we're how loud much, people but uh, no imagine how much more effective that protest would have been if it was just that many people silent you know oh yeah it just would have been way better it should it should have been a moment of mourning rather than like there are also people there going for style points like there was a guy who like rolled up from like late like from the subway like with a silence equals death like yeah aid sign i'm like well, that's what I mean, because there would, there would be you? chants about, like, anti-abortion things, and then there would be, like, a silence equals death guy, and then there would be, like, a weed is legal in Boston now guy, and, and it was just, like, it was all over the place. Like, can we get on one message? Yeah. No, and, but it also ends at the Tommy Bahama. Oh, no, it ended at the Ralph Lauren polo bar yeah and i was like uh so we going to polo bar right now because i would love to fuck with some butter that is embossed i remember you in typical fashion being kind of like uh 
out of it in the best way and distracted the entire time, like pointing out iconic mid-century restaurants and stuff. Like, oh, oh yeah. that's that over there. And everyone's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but I was like, oh, shit, that's that. Yeah, oh. But you were the only person with a real head on their shoulders in the moment. No, I was just like, I never come here. This is lovely. I, I do remember um, there was... A, do you remember the old... Uh, I, don't I don't even know. know. Do you remember the old woman with her walker? That was like actually kind of a crazy moment. There, no. there was a woman that was a part of the march that was at least ninety-two, probably older. I mean, she looked like a centurion or whatever. But no, she was probably a slow walker, so I had to blow by her. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, you probably missed it for that reason. But, <laughs> but she was like walking with her walker so slowly, and there was just like a. a bubble of air around her because everyone in the march had like made space for her to do her thing and we're also like, oh taking i selfies do remember that with yeah. it. Uh, of course yeah because um, but i don't know she was legitimately cool and that seemed kind of badass i remember you were all pissed because i had to go to pret afterwards because i was like i'm so hungry yeah yeah i'm so hungry yes we are in rock and i do need to get a fucking like slim sandwich right. thank you i'm mm-hmm. so hungry i've been in the cold you're like well you're celebrating capital i'm like i don't give a fuck right now <laughs> I don't think I would have even said that at the time. No, not at the time. But there was some side <laughs> of like, why are you doing this? We're going to yeah, go yeah. eat. I'm it, like, I haven't eaten all day. It did seem weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know. We're way over our time. I mean, we can stop. We wrap Jim just kind of disappeared. Like, but oh, he's, uh, he's trying to like hit it. And quit yeah, it. yeah. No, I know. Okay. 